Today, after the 1045 Mass, we had two baptisms that our deacon did baptize two beautiful children. So as we were coming in Mass, I asked him, since you just done baptism, do you want to preach? He said, I don't think so. I said, well, just tell them what you told them during baptism. But of course, he disagreed with me. And I don't know why he promised the vow of obedience. He didn't say, come out today. But as we come today on the Feast of Baptism, I know I want to welcome all of you to celebrate this Mass, especially our teens, our eighth graders, their catechists and parents. It's one of the few days when we want you to come to be with us and we pray together. But not only today, but more than other days, but this is a very special day when we have you with us today. You know the Baptism of the Lord also is the last day of Christmas. So those of you who are still having Christmas gifts, you don't know what to do with them, bring them to me. I can help you to put them the right use, okay? So if you, if you the little guys still here, have gifts hiding in your bedrooms, just bring them to me, because last chance, okay? So we come today to celebrate the day which are known as the baptism of the Lord. The first reading today from Isaiah chapter 40 begins by a very comforting words. God is speaking, saying, comfort, comfort my people. For Isaiah makes it very clear that the Babylonian exile was a result of sin. It was a punishment. He makes it very clear. So the Jews went to exile in Babylon because they had sinned, they had broken the covenant, their contract with God. So Isaiah chapter 40 says, your punishment is paid. Therefore, God is leading you back to Judah. But then it says, not only to Judah, to Jerusalem, but not only Jerusalem, to Mount Zion. Now, if you know what Mount Zion is, that's where the temple was built. It's the city of the living God. So the Jews knew that this was a punishment for our sins, but God has forgiven us. But of course, when you go back to the fall, we know God has been always putting out measures how we can redeem human beings. Begin by craving us a faith, calling the priests, then getting the prophets, then promised the Savior, how Christ came. Whom all of us were having singing the Christmas carols on Christmas Day, this little baby king who was born. And now today we see the baptism of Christ. What is the significance of this feast? First of all, as we had in the gospel, it's to identify who Christ is. He says, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. So when Jesus comes to be baptized, what does he do? He does something that he didn't have to do. Because baptism, wherefore, non-Jews want to become Jews, or Jews had fallen away. So it was for them, those guys, those sinners. He didn't have any sin. But when he came to be baptized, he identified with all of us. Because all of us as human beings, we're sinners. So he identified with us in the deepest way possible. And then something else happens. He makes baptism the key, the entry into the divine life. Now, all of us seated here, most of us, I believe, we've been baptized. And in one way or another, we are connected to one another. More than we realize, 
we are not connected with only those who are seated here, but everyone who has been baptized in the world, we are connected to them. Because the church is a living organ. Think of your body, you have the cells, everything in your body, the molecules, the, everything, the hearts, the organs, everything, connected to one body. That's how we are. So guess what? Your problem is my problem. And my problem, yeah, is your problem. So because we are connected with everyone who's baptized, that's the objective reality of the church. We are connected into the life of Christ himself. We are grafted into Christ. That's why when we are baptized, we are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We are grafted into the life of the Trinity. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So remember Paul, when he was going to Damascus to persecute the church, what happened? The voice came and said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He didn't say, why persecuting those people who believe in me? We identify with Christ in every way in baptism. We become his body, his legs, his hands. So Christ remains present and active in the world through us. We are the living body of Christ. So that's the objective rate of what we call from baptism. It's the key, it's the entry into this divine life. So what happens once we're baptized? Yes, we become sons and daughters of God. It's the life of God which lives in us. But there is more to that. There is also a subjective reality. The objective one, we are sons and daughters of God. We have been grafted into God's identity of who we are now. It's not me, but Christ who lives in me. Everything I do is not because of me. It's because of him. So if baptism is the entrance, okay, we end into this divine life. What happens next? What do we do? This life has to be sustained. That's why now we need all other sacraments. The Eucharist, sacraments of reconciliation, holy orders, matrimony, to sustain this divine life, a life that is ordered towards God. So the baptism today reminds us two things. One, our mission. What is our mission? What is your mission? The year is just beginning, and I'm going to challenge all of us. Ask yourself this question, what's your mission in life? Have you, have you found it? One of the American writers, Mark Twain, says that there are two great days in your life. Only two great days in your life. The first one, the day you were born. The second, the day you find out why you were born. That's the mission. Why were you born? What's your mission? So once you find out your mission, then you go into action. If all of you, you're like me, sometimes I say, when I see the news, whatever's happening in the world, I say, Jesus, why don't you do something? The voice says, yes, I've already done. What are you doing? You should be doing something because through you, I am doing something. So the problem with us, our subjective reality, is that we don't pay much attention to it. The why we've been called here. What is our mission? Don't say my mission to be a parent. Yes, that's a good mission, but it's more than just being a parent. I being a good parent, not just a parent. Because we know all of us at the end of the day, God is going to ask us your mission in life. So the day we are born and the day you found out why we are born. Most of us struggle with the why, that's true. 
That's why we have the Holy Spirit help us to find out the why. There is a story I want to share with you of uh, an egg, of an eagle that fell down and hatched and grew up among chickens. So this little eagle grew around chickens, so he never knew it was an eagle. What he did was to peck the ground like the chicken, because that's what he knew. And as time went on, one of the, another eagle was flying, then looked down and saw this eagle pecking the ground. He says, he came and says, what are you doing? He says, what do you mean? Say, why do you live this pathetic life pecking the ground? You're supposed to be flying. He says, I didn't know. No one told me that. So what the ego does, takes this ego, teaches how to fly, stretches its wings, and so life was different. So most of us, we are like that ego living among chicken. We are pecking the ground. We are meant to fly. Because we spend all our time admiring wrong things, focusing on wrong things, because that's what the culture is giving us. We become celebrities, become rich, all those are good things. But our mission, we're supposed to be like saints. That's our mission. We've been to imitate saints. So which saints are you imitating in your life? You're supposed to be flying, not to peck like chickens. So Jesus is telling us to learn this of baptism. The work of the community, all of us, is to remind each other that who we are. You are an ego meant to fly. So the question is, what is your mission and who are you? Identity and mission. Identity, you are a child of God. You are a son, a daughter of God, crafted in God's life. Your mission is to go out and become a saint. How did, how did you do that? Listen where God is sending you. Do not be afraid to go and make your hands dirty. Do not be afraid to go and look controversial. Because that's how life is. Sometimes you have to be that, to bring a change. So this baptism today is challenging us to think about why we are baptized, to become children of God, and secondly, to go and let God continue to live in, our, in the world through us. Let us pray today that as we pray in this Mass, my prayer for each and everyone today is to find out the reason why we are born. What is your mission? And us as a community, as parents, your mission is to remind your kids who they are. So that they always know their identity. Remind them they are who they are. They are children of God. They are meant to become saints. And if all of us are aware of this mission, that will be the greatest revolution in this world. We shall change the world. Let us ask God today that as we begin the ordinary time tomorrow, let's think about our mission, our call and then go and become Christ into the world. The Lord be with you.